0: Hey, 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 welcome to season two, episode two of Tiny Little Victories. I am your host, Jennifer Kite Powell, and I am not going to dilly dally long here at the beginning of this because I am so excited about this next guest. Her name is Andrea Trammell. She has been a hairstylist, she is a comedian, she has written a screenplay. She's just cool, and I want to have her come in. You may have heard her actually. On the New Year's Eve podcast, she was the person that was in Boise, Idaho, helping drop that gigantic potato from an old building there in Boise. So um, please stay with us. This is a very short intro, 43 seconds, 45 seconds. Uh, Stay tuned for this very excellent discussion about comedians and writing and doing your thing. Oh, yeah. And the dating scene.
1: riverside
0: i mean all i have right. a guest on the other all right right all right yeah. andy trammell's with us today
1: hey hey all
0: right are we loving this music <laughs> i, I know
1: dancing but i'm not gonna i know me, my too.
0: Uh, me too i'm like no cameras today i'm making like little like guns in the air like do 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 i used to watch i used to watch um the Mindy project with Mindy calling and I didn't watch it when it came out because I was living in Europe and then came back to America and I was like, what is this Mindy project? And I love her because she's completely, totally effed up. Like there's nothing realistic about this person. And she does this dumb little dance in her office when she puts like a, um, a chocolate fountain in her office to have a meeting with her coworkers. And (laughs) she's playing this like stupid little song and she's like putting her little hands in the air, like a gun. And every time, I, I heard this song for the podcast, I think about her. And I think it's a perfect way to introduce you, everybody. This is Andy Trammell. Um Hello. you guys are in for a real Yeah, a real treat. Listen to that voice. Is she made for podcasting? voiceovers or what? Whatever. <laughs> but you've done a commercial, funny. right? You did a you did a lottery commercial in Boise. Didn't How you? How do
1: you remember that? You have a good memory. Ah, because, yeah, cow. I gotta get a
0: smudge. only it's my only asset, a memory, yes.
1: <laughs> whatever no. I, I please that's another podcast of how many amazing assets you have um we <laughs> that was a long time ago I just did yeah it was just a voiceover and it was really fast and and uh yeah it was fun it was actually really fun I was it, like
0: oh, it was okay. great you were hop you hopped into a car right it was a, it was oh, a lottery commercial that for was the, a commercial was
1: he- yes the, I did a oh. voiceover for oh, the I'm sorry time. you have so much you have so much work your
0: voiceover I mean, work commercial work
1: <laughs> I mean the paparazzi it's it's a little, it's, it's intense, but um, <laughs> I did do a commercial. Yeah. That was a very interesting experience. It was really fun, but yeah, I did that. What was it? Like three, four years ago. I don't even know. But- yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the, the, if you look up Powerball lady in balloons or whatever. Um, yes,
0: that's it. That's it. Yes. That's it. That's- I'm going to look that up. And these people are probably like, who the heck is this person that we're talking to? <laughs> so I want to give you a little send up because I think you are one of the most interesting creative people. People I have met, and what? You guys,
1: yeah, what? That Andy is that's met. a huge compliment. <laughs> what? I'm like, I'm no, sweating. You're right so now. creative, you're so. I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> oh no! i Hope you're using Aridex
0: to dry. Then wait, are did you <laughs> hashtag not sponsored? You know, hashtag Air and Extra dry, not sponsored by Aridex to dry. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Aridex to dry. Um, I know they're all like, who is she? You guys are just going to have to wait. You have to wait and listen, sit back, have a cup of coffee and margarita, wherever you are, is that I go to this fitness club here to swim. And it's pretty old school. It's called the Veranda Club. And it's part of the Hilton Anatole, also not sponsored. And um, it's, it's a great place just to swim. There's no kids. You can just do laps. It's got like a 1972 type locker room. And they put out you know, like female things for you to do when you finish working out. And one of them is baby oil and like a really fancy little glass jar with a pump, baby oil. Like, hello, was it 1976? And then (laughs) arid, extra dry and secret spray aerosol.
1: I, I, don't I don't even know what to say about this. Like, I feel like, do they have like a guy with I, the only way I'm using the pump and the baby oils, if someone's standing there ready to apply it, I don't mean and his name is, <laughs> huh, I don't know, something amazing. And he's whatever. I, this is, this is going. His I'm name is Francesco. Right
0: his name is Francesco. Yeah.
1: Right. I'm taking this to the wrong direction. Yeah. We're not going yeah. there. We're not going there.
0: I like where you're going. Baby no. oil. I like it. And you extra dry. And it's so old school that it's, I think. Baby oil, like what? Why is this in a pump? And then you you go there and you sit down, and I usually just dash out of there and come home. But I do like, okay, I'm gonna use the spray, but I feel so guilty because it's an aerosol. And I'm thinking, why do they even bother to put this stuff out there? And I didn't even know they still made aeronex to dry in an aerosol. <laughs> so it's crazy. And I think they have also hairspray in an aerosol. It might be Aquanet, which I thought okay. went out of business. So apparently, oh no, I guess. In, Texas is all about like keeping stuff around from 1972
1: that harms the environment. I mean, you know, everyone's needing a little tease once in a while, you know, they need that good stuff. That's going to hold it up. You know, I, I'm not going to do that. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So, uh, so
0: for you guys, Andy has ha- is a multi-careerist, and I, I think that she's a great example of hey, do what you want when you want to do it. Why not? So, you are a stylist, a hairstylist to the to the stars.
1: <laughs> Can we say? Oh. <laughs> I mean you well, did a lot of celebrities <laughs> hair at
0: the at the Sun Valley Film Festival. Come on.
1: I've been pretty blessed with that. Yes. That was actually yes. kind of so I I did work out of a salon for about 15 years I a hair. Yeah. But I always had this passion and this pull to working towards I when I was 15 I just wanted to be a part of the movies in some way. But it kind of drew me into the makeup and hair field which I loved. I loved being behind the scenes and then um uh that's a whole nother podcast in itself, but I started going to the monthly um idaho media professionals um luncheons every month and meeting people connections anyways long story short um hair and makeup pulled you can can make a long
0: story you don't have to make it you don't have to make a short story it's
1: a it's a pretty it's a (laughs) it's a pretty long story um okay it's it's a pretty fascinating story because it was something that a lot of people said oh you you're not going to work with big people you're in idaho who do you who really where, people where, people would say that oh, that's so demeaning like, oh how are you gonna if you want to get into the movie industry you're gonna have to move to LA or New York which is that's very true but yeah this was something that I wanted to be able to make money at and um but I but and having and I, I was passionate about it so you know you always hear oh if you uh love what you do you don't work another uh whatever that saying is I'm gonna screw it up but um, I, I went into that <laughs> and I did a lot of work for free. Cause you know, that's kind of how you break in. And over the course of a few years, people are like, Oh, you actually really like it. You show up on time. That's cool. Um, and you're actually here for the 16 hours that we're filming and you're not crying. So I guess we're going to keep <laughs> having you on. And so that just kind of led two different opportunities I'm sorry the door just opened my dog just because that's the door okay open. this
0: is reality uh, hey look this is reality <laughs> this is totally we're not in we can do whatever we want dogs can come in my dog is snoring on the sofa I can't even hear Louie coming in so you're good hi Louie by the way
1: yeah he, he says hello he's
0: very <laughs> he says why am I not on have you seen me you know how good I look I, I, I'm great why can't I be on this podcast <laughs>
1: he's a pretty handsome dog he's a pretty handsome yeah he dog. is a pretty good looking uh, dog yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of how, and then I, I met, um, a few people that, uh, I worked on a film in, uh, in McCall and I worked with a few people that actually started uh, one of the gentlemen, um, Teddy Grennan, he actually started the yeah. Valley film festival. Also not um, a sponsor of this podcast, but maybe right. one day they will also, be. <laughs> yes, of course. And yeah, he was a great connection. And then just through that with Laura, um Melhath, they got me on and I oh, yeah, started Laura. helping. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, i I've been really blessed to work with a bunch of people and yeah. You
0: have. I think that's one of the, uh, that's one of the interesting things about you is that you just think, okay, I want to do this. So you just throw yourself into it. Just be present. I think that's one of the key things I hear is being present and connecting with the right people. And, you know, I don't know if many people know this because I do think that Idaho in general and, Boise because people think what Iowa is it Iowa Ohio Ohio yep. I think people yeah I, I I get it it's the brunt of a lot of jokes I, I hear on SNL a lot like you know it's some potato farmer from Idaho <laughs> but there there are a lot of very interesting creative artistic people in that Boise community in the Sun Valley community and I would say that you know Andy you were one of the first you were one of the first people I met there and I think that when you go there, first of all, it's just physically gorgeous, and second, you realize how creative it is. It's like a little art, film, and writing community enclave. And you know, we hear a lot from people going, "Oh, just like you said. Oh, I, I, do I should I be in LA?" And the fact is, is that not anymore today. Sure, if you wanted to, you could, but there are so many interesting writers and filmmakers and novelists that are living there and artists that live there I think it has created a really nice like cultural fabric around the arts and I think you're a perfect example of connecting with Teddy and then just being present at the Sun Valley Film Festival and I think that's how you do anything right you you just
1: insert yourself into the into the where you want to be into the life you want to be in 100 percent you know when you, I did see on the questions when we were talking about, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I'm bad about reading. I really am bad about reading. I need to be more, I mean, you know, sometimes I just need to kind of dive into it, but, um, I did listen to a fantastic, um, audiobook by Oprah Winfrey and it's a path made clear. And mm-hmm. that was really intriguing about just the different paths that people take. And some people think, okay, my dad's a doctor. I need to be, yeah. you know, there's that kind of that
0: Oh, I, I need, need to be, be a doctor. doctor.
1: Right. And then you're going to be a doctor until you retire, you know, but then, yeah, ex- yeah. but that that's not, that's not, you know, reality in some ways we're like, no. actually now I kind of want to do this. In fact, the owner of the company I work for now, he kind of teased me in a, in a nice way. He was just like, you've kind of done everything. Cause they laugh because I, you know, I did comedy and uh, hair, makeup, hairstylist, um, you know, I mean, random things, you know, working now for an amazing company. Um, for four and a half years. And it's like, I'm just all over the place. I always think, you know, if something happens, what's, what's next, you know, whatever. But I know, I kind of feel like, um, I think you, I think you just have to be excited about it. You yeah. have to be excited about I think, it.
0: I, I think, I think that's so true. And I think, you know, I, I know that you work in an events and marketing retail in an Idaho uh, based like um retail shop that actually creates very interesting oils uh, from natural ingredients. And I think, Okay. So I just have to say this. I think you have to be passionate about it. That's number one. And there's a really interesting human out there. His name, his name is Kabir Segal. And um, he he really says, he's, first of all, he's a gr- multi-Grammy and Latin Grammy award winner. He's an artist. He's a producer. He's an author. He's a veteran, US Navy veteran, a former JP Morgan banker. And what he believes and what he says and what he is pushes, and my God, I hope he'll come on this podcast. Please, Kabir. That would be amazing. Um, he is amazing because I I met him at a dinner in West Village, New York in 2017 before my first book came out. And I was telling him, I didn't know really who he was. I was telling him I felt like such an imposter. And he said to me, you're sitting at the table. You're sitting here at the table. What does it matter? And one of his big big things that he pushes, he talks about on LinkedIn that I, I think that everybody should follow him is he talks about being a multi-careerist. You don't have to do one thing, exactly what you just said. You don't have to do this because your dad did it. You can do whatever you're passionate about, whatever, wherever your path takes you. And then look at this, like an author, a music producer, a U.S. Navy veteran, a banker. Like, That's amazing. can you imagine if some, someone had said to him, uh, uh you got to get a real job. Remember how Hannah's parents were telling her, you got to get a real job. I mean, these are real jobs. These are all jobs that you're passionate about. And I, I really love what you've done with your career and your life is moving yourself into places that you're passionate about and that drive you forward because we can't possibly be the same person. If you're, if you're not changing, then you're not living right. Right. You're not you're uh, not experiencing life as it's supposed to be experienced
1: to each their own. Right. Is it, it, that something yeah. that I've always, yeah. <laughs> also you know, that, yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, you know, some people are like, Hey, I'm happy as a clam, just sitting in the house, whatever. That's fine. You know, do your own thing. But the, the one thing I think that we're kind of, we're kind of, um, pulling apart is these programs and we're kind of as the generations, you know, like my daughter's generation, mm-hmm. they're, they're mm-hmm. making it more. They're normalizing the, doing all, I mean, look at these Instagram. I agree. That's a really,
0: really good point. Really good point. They're pulling it apart. I love that you said that they're pulling it apart and taking the pieces that work for who they are.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's pretty amazing. Like you really can make money at anything if you're passionate enough about it. And and it's not even about the money. like, I I remember someone saying, don't go after the money, go after the passion.
0: And to some people
1: they're like, uh, you know, that's, it's true in, in some ways. And that's yeah. yeah. The money will come. It just, it will. It's just uh, how it, I, how, yeah. I, th- I think the money will
0: come. And I also, I also do believe that if you're not following your passion or you're not feeling passionate or feeling like you're contributing, then that possibly is not the right path for you. You know, I think a lot of times I, all the people that I'm talking to have, if you look at like a combination of all the people that you know, and the people that I'm talking to and tiny little victories is these are people who, have been programmed. Like you and I were saying, like you grow up and you do this and they have deprogrammed themselves. Right. Much like, you know, your daughter Madison is doing, she's already thinking like, I don't need to be programmed like this. Like I can create whatever I want. My niece is the same way. She's cherry picking these things that feed her soul. And I, I think that's a one, a better way to make a better world. Maybe where people are more connected, more human, maybe have more empathy. And two, just makes a whole heck of a lot of happier people, and if we're happier, then I think that's just a win for everybody.
1: one hundred percent you know it's interesting um that you said that about happy there was something that someone is stuck with me, and i'm I'm curious to get your your take on it. Okay. someone was saying, because I have grown up as a people pleaser, and they'll say yeah. that you know talk people talk about coming from trauma, whatever it is yeah. but. I I was sitting down with Madison and I'm like, let's have a real talk about this. People pleasing. Yeah. Right. So we're yeah. pleasing someone else. But it, in yeah. return, we feel good about helping that other person who's now feeling good. So yeah. there I guess there is a point where that people pleasing or whatever we we're talking about, like that is a there can be a negative pull to that. But also, yeah, I think it's a really amazing thing. We were handing off this. Happiness, this beautiful thing. Yeah, this person, and we're feeling good in return. Anyways, that was kind of like a sidebar, but it was just something that kind of evolved off. Of what I we're think it's.
0: A, about. I think it's a very interesting comment around the term people pleasing and sort of authentic communications, authentic behavior. Because if you even think about people pleasing, um, it sort has like a negative connotation, right? It means that you're not in charge, you're not in control because you're just pleasing people, but. People-pleasing, on the other hand, is helping people and making, you're pleasing them because you're giving willingly to them something that helps them move on or or feel better. And I think that that's part of, um, okay, I had someone say to me, has said to me, you're too emotional. You're so emotional. And I used to say like, no, I'm not no, I'm not. Ah. <laughs> and, that, and now Last I girl. say, exactly. What was that tomato that hit you in the head? <laughs> I, I now say, thank you. And they stop and they go, what? And I go, thank you so much. I, I love it that you can, that you feel my passion for things. And it sort of just cobbles them at the knees because I when people say you're too emotional. You're too fat, you're too thin, you're too silly, you're too shy. I always think, no, no, you don't have a real right to do that. Maybe you're not shy enough, or maybe you're not emotional enough, you know? And like you said, to each their own, you can toot whatever horn you want to toot. But I think that as a group of people, we tend to push those feelings over on people when in fact, it's not so cool to tell somebody they're so emotional because all that means is you're feeling things and things are moving inside of you. So I kind of think I'm healthy because I'm not, you know, it's not stopped up inside of me, but I think your point about people pleasing is really beautiful because it does feel good to help people. It feels good for me to help people.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you were just talking about, you know, someone saying, well, you're too emotional in a sense, it's just, what doesn't fit in their reality makes them feel uncomfortable. And that's kind of like that. It's kind of like projection. It's like you're too emotional because that might make me feel uncomfortable. Maybe. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't, I'm I'm just saying from. Or do you play one on TV? Yes. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it's. it's, Maybe that will
0: be your next commercial playing a psychiatrist.
1: (laughs) I'm not a very good actress. I I'm, I'm serious. I saw you in the commercial. I thought you were great. I well, that was a lot of takes. The guy from LA was like, (laughs) who? found her get her out no he was super nice but literally there was a part where i'm scratching the lottery ticket it was kind of funny because the guy uh one of uh, you know i worked with th- this team i worked with um, north by northwest a lot doing hair and makeup so i knew the whole crew and the guy he was so funny he popped in he's like okay i need here's the tickets to scr- you know scratch he's one of the crew members and i go okay cool i'm like whoa that's a big stack he goes oh yeah you- don't worry you won't even use like a couple of these i'm like oh perfect <laughs> I literally went through that almost that whole entire stack. That's so funny. Because it was freezing. It was in January. It was freezing yeah.
0: cold. And you we weren't a- scratching the tickets right.
1: I they, i wasn't, he was like, and look. And then I'd look and he's like, okay, let's try that again. Okay, now I want you to look at him in the mirror and you're just going to look at him. I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at him. He's like, and, and nope, nope, that, let's do that again. And look. And I'm like, I don't listen, dude. I am not skilled right now. I don't know yeah. what you were drinking when you got me. Yeah. No. But, um, they were so nice, but it took forever and it was freezing, but it was really fun. But yeah, we went through almost the whole entire stack. So that's hilarious. That's go. hilarious. I'm just like, well, maybe I'm not an actress. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's a little bit. I was trying to find the right Thanks, place Jennifer. to insert that. You're welcome. Now, I. I know that we start talking about the the film business and your connection with Sun Valley Film Festival, but also through that connection, you met some very interesting actors, actors, I'm just going to use actors, the one, one actors. And did that, I know you wrote a screenplay. So I guess my question is, like did the screenplay writing come out of your being around these actors and directors and the Sun Valley Film Festival or had you also wanted to
1: just write a screenplay like how did that come about you know it's funny i can't remember who said it and now i'm gonna really jack this up but they said oh it (laughs) was um it was uh shoot key pill um and pill um it was who he wrote nope, um i'm blanking on his name right now Uh, anyways he said you can come back around if you haven't seen the movie if you haven't seen if if there's a movie out there that you haven't seen that you want to see write it And this was, this was after the fact, but Oh my God, I love that. That's so brilliant. Isn't that great. And there's two that have been in my mind since I was probably about 18. Well, one of them in general, but this, this one that came out now was something that I thought I was having a series of dreams. And I, mm. I won't put it out there because, you know, I don't know who's going to be listening to this. That probably has a lot more money than me that could probably make the movie happen. Right, you but, should
0: 100% put it out there in case somebody's listening um, to this and wants to do it. Right.
1: I would love. Yes. Because, well, I mean, we would like, I would like to talk to them first. But um I just had this idea and I was like, you know, I it's it's very short. It's just 12. It's pretty much just the idea, a screenplay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I did have a wonderful um, friend of mine who's an actress who read through the whole entire screenplay yes. and pretty much says she said she was so sweet she goes you you need to decompartmentalize all I like you need to break this all down and scrap a bunch of the uh, a bunch of it pretty much just write it over again in a sense because
0: <laughs> yeah I was
1: do, I was in my mind, I was the characters, and I was living too much of it, and I was putting too much of the oh my dialogue God. on them, and so you I know, totally
0: understand that. But I love the concept of your screenplay, though it's sort of science fiction, right? It's science fiction. It's sort fiction. of give us the little, give us the, give us a thirty second send up of this short okay. film. Okay,
1: so it's it's something I was having a series. This is a real life. I was having a series okay. of dreams, and I would wake up and I go, I feel like that had a message in it, and I can't remember what it was. You know, you wake up and you kind of like. <laughs> you know, maybe that was a really hot guy in there that I kind of wanted to maybe hook back up with and see what's going on there. But these, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had something that would record those and, um, and that you could go back and and, you know, uh, retrieve those. But anyways, this breaks it down to something that I created it, that these different characters kind of inter intermingle in this reality, um, between living reality and dream reality. And so, um, it's kind of like that kind of melting together of worlds, and then it it can be branched off into a series where each character has its own experience with this. So
0: I love that. I do love that. I do. I remember reading, I think a treatment of that. And I, I love science fiction anyway, and I'm fascinated by memory, um, which we could probably talk about forever. And I'm fascinated by recall of memory in sort of a sci-fi way where what if you could, and you, you see it, you know, you have, I've seen like, concepts of memory or stored memory or erased memory played out in you know internal sunshine of the spotless mind which was a while ago with Jim Carrey and then more science fiction things but I I love the idea of that because there's just so many like you said so many different directions you could go in a, in a web series I, I think you sh- I, I think that it's relatable because people sometimes I go back and I think is that my memory? Did I have that memory? Was that me? And, you know, yeah. I, I want to recall it. And I I think I've said this a lot. I mean, to everybody that knows, I lived in Paris for, you know, uh, about 12 years. And I am now back in America. And half the time I'm like, wait, was that me? Is that, did I, oh, yeah, that was me. I did live there. Oh, I did that every day. And it's like, is it live or is it memory? Am I remembering it because it happened or because I see a picture? And I think the idea of memory is so intriguing and writing a screenplay is hard. I yeah, am also writing a screenplay and I, I feel very, it. it's very difficult though, I because love, I'm yes. a pro, I'm a prose writer. I'm a poet, a story poet, and I find it very hard. And I love what you just said What like the, the actress said, you're so, you, you too much in, there's too many, i get what she said there's too much of these characters it, like it, you're too I was, invested
1: she was like let the, let the let the let the actor create the character i was ah, telling okay. i think i was pretty much telling the character the actor yeah what, but how can the
0: actor create yeah the, how can the actor create the character if they don't effing know what the who the character is
1: she's no she was brilliant though the way she said it it was kind of like okay i if you when i reread it i knew exactly what she was talking about it was so wordy it was so much it was like but have you ever seen To the Wonder? Have you ever seen that with Ben Affleck and um, No? Mm-mm. Uh, there's very little dialogue in the movie. It's uh, yeah. The, the cinematography is absolutely mind blowing. It's incredible. If you ever get a chance, you, you know. If you ever get in, I I put inspired, that
0: on my. I put that on my list. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I think she's right. You're right. Obviously, she's an actress in Hollywood, but I think you're right because you. It's all done through, like. The visual—it's a visual thing, right? It's done—it's done through not words, but how, their reaction to light, or they're sitting at the back and the light streaming in around them. And that is really hard as a poet, right? Because you're right, right using words to describe the light and and then where as you're writing a screenplay it's completely all that's in the directions right it's not in like you know john moves across the room and forcefully right Right. and then there's like a little bit of dialogue (laughs) and that was the hard part for me because i also was literally living and breathing these characters i had pictures up on my walls and i would go to sleep at night and i would think about them for months and months, I was obsessed with these people. And I realized they didn't exist. Like I had already put like actors that I know faces on them to help as I was writing, how they would experience something. And I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not that guy. That's, that's, that's not, I can't think of who these people were now. Rupert somebody. I really liked him a lot. I He used to be married to Keira Knightley. Anyway, I was like, that doesn't even exist. He, he's, he is that guy. He's totally that guy. But you just become obsessed with them. So I get it because I had to put it aside because I was just thought that I was these people or these people actually existed. And then I would cry for them and then I would be so upset that this had happened to this person. And I th- that's either a really good thing or I need to get a grip.
1: I know. So. I think it's amazing. I think it's beautiful. I think that's, that's something that they, that, that I feel like when you feel it, the audience will feel it. That's what yeah. makes it so amazing. But the, pro- But the thing for, and maybe you've had this experience is I I kind of feel what you're talking about, like writing from the inside. It's almost like it's a tornado Mm -hmm. of emotion and characters running around you and you're in the middle and you're like, (laughs) whole crap. You know, it's almost like... pulling yourself away from the experience enough to actually create the experience for someone else, if that even makes sense. But that is
0: exactly, no, that's, that's brilliant. I think that's exactly right. And you've talked to, you know, you taught, you got to spend time with this actress and she gave you this and I've talked to, you know, a lot of people that have written screenplays and people have written short films, our buddy Christian. Hello, Christian. In Boise. Hello, Christian. And Boise. Uh, yeah. Hello. We should have <laughs> him on the I was show. Just,
1: jinx, I was just going to say that. He's so interesting
0: to me. Um, yeah, and he had a he had a short web film too
1: that was actually really good. I liked it. He he uh, he would be wonderful. I'm not sure to have why on. I said actually. I would, he would be good to have on. He would be very very wonderful to have on. I saw him actually this last um, Sun Valley Film Festival. He okay. um yeah he's great and and also j- and let's turn this around on you too, Jennifer. You've had yeah. you are amazing and the experience you've had and you you could write a story about your life. You have met so many amazing wonderful. I crazy, have, talented, and I'm talking, to them, I'm talking to them right
0: now. I think I think part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because of all of the humans that I've encountered in my life on the road, traveling to Europe for so many years, coming back to America. Um, I feel like in many ways, this is sort of an homage to the people that I've met and the things they're doing because I, I thank you for that compliment, uh, but it's been a complete joy to- began having other people tell their stories because i'm very connected to you all and you're all a part of my life because you know at this stage i was in boise idaho and you know fighting it tooth and nail every step of the way but but again you when you're out living in the world and you're experiencing the world you're putting yourself in circumstances that feed your passion like you did you meet similarly minded people right Which is how I met you. Which is who you led me to Christian. You know, it's like this whole circle of people, and you end up around people that are like you, that like the art, culture, writing, reading, sharing, and you build a community wherever you are. You, like Hemingway said, you know, it's a it's a movable feast. It's you're taking yourself with you and creating this feast around you, and. I really hope that Tiny Little Victories is part of that. It's celebrating everybody's lives because we just don't celebrate our lives enough anymore. We're lost in social media. We're equating hearts and clicks and likes and cannonballs and emojis and eggplant emojis with things that don't, who cares? Nailed it. And I, Nailed I knew it. a girl in LA, and she was always like, "But he liked my pictures." I'm like, "I'm not sure that means he likes you, though." Like, how are these things equivalent? And I, I feel that people are a bit distorted. And that's um, another ho- podcast. Jennifer, oh my ser- God.
1: Well, no, seriously, that is yeah. that is a very intriguing thing. And I'm working right now in social media with, with the company. I'm actually not oh. doing the retail aspect of it anymore. Okay. I mean, I'm working with our affiliate team and I'm working also with some of our platforms, but um, it is a very intriguing thing where, you know, I'm getting kind of that, you know, I'm getting behind the scenes, look at the influencers and what they put into it and what, what that reality looks like and how it really feels and it's, it's hmm. such a, yeah, we can totally dive into it. And we, we judge ourselves. We're like, oh, we're not out there doing yeah. all these. Am- we're not converting our, our 2015 Toyota Camry into a minivan <laughs> to go out and travel the world. I'm not quitting uh, my job and taking my dog. You know, that's amazing. I love watching it, people do that, but I'm like, yeah wait, maybe I should be doing that. And I'm like, no, okay. You yes. know, I know the first time I had to stay in a Walmart parking lot, you know, by myself in the middle of the night because I'm driving yeah. my converted Camry into a van <laughs> um, well, it,
0: it, first of all this Toyota Camry does <laughs> somebody actually convert their 2015 no. Toyota Camry no. into? A, but I love that because I want to see the person that's going to do that
1: yeah that's what I'm saying I drive a Camry yeah. and that's why I was yes I, would oh, like okay, to I got too. it and if they did if they did yes we need we need to hook we need to have them on the podcast so <laughs> um, I just, it's, it's very over. So I don't know if anyone out there, I'm like speaking to you, everyone else. I had, I have been so awkward. Like it, the, the social awkwardness <laughs> has went from level 10 to like level 900 after COVID. After like, COVID. Yes. Could we we'll put a pin?
0: Yes. Let's definitely talk about that. For I sure. mean, it's,
1: it's like, it's a real thing. Like being on stage, it's different, right? Making people laugh. Yeah. That is terrifying. But yeah, being in the crowd and actually talking to people, it's like I have this weird look up. I'm like, I like chocolate. I don't even know what to say. Like, they're like, how are you? I'm I'm great. And it's and I don't like small talk. So I'm just I'm gonna, I want to I want to have like next time I meet someone new, I want to have like a list of things like really deep subjects and just go, hey, will you look at that sheet and pick one that you like out of there? And let's just dive into that. I love that. You're giving people like, here's my talking points. And I'll be happy to have a conversation (laughs) with you around these things. All right.
0: So let's just talk for a minute. I want to get back to social awkwardness and the fact that you are a comedian on stage and that's not even as awkward as post COVID, but (laughs) what would be your top three talking points then?
1: Okay. So let's see. Well, actually um, we kind of already hit one of them was, uh, uh, you know, finding a, a, pa- a path that you're passionate about and jumping into it, even though you're maybe an accountant, I don't know, maybe, but you okay. want to be. All right.
0: That's good. Okay. That's a good one. Great.
1: Um, let's see. Another one would be um, dating uh after you're 45, but then you don't really want to date. Let's do that one. Um, <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. Okay. And then.
0: um, That just means you have to meet some, if you're meeting this person, they would have to be 45 or older.
1: Okay. Right. Oh, whatever, whatever. What are you trying to say? Okay, we'll do, we'll talk about this afterwards, Jennifer. Okay. Um, and no, I just, (laughs) just kidding. Okay. I I
0: will, I will do a side before you go to your number three and I'll give, I'll come back to your talking point number two and say, I did have that conversation yesterday with a 20 something year old and she was laid. She was like this, this, and this. I'm like, Oh, exactly what's happening
1: to me. Okay, fine. So it's universal. Age doesn't discriminate against age. It's really bad out there. I know I, it's so true and then also introvert extrovert like why are we oh okay. what, what what are we are we in the middle are we a little bit of both like what's that's yeah. something that's always in, intriguing to me because I'm so
0: into the talking points for new people like, I think this is a brilliant <laughs> thing to do hey it's so nice to meet you at a coffee shop just a second here are my talking points we can continue on <laughs> any of these subjects anything else you can just f right off
1: I mean like don't, let's not talk about the weather we know we're looking out the window we know what's happening yeah Let's not yeah. talk about like your favorite color. It's great. I mean, no, maybe, it's stupid. You no know, it's purple. Yeah, no, no, that's just. Let's I, talk just about something let this be
0: real, right? Yeah. It's like let's talk about real things, and that that's been the theme. All the people that I've talked to or that I've interviewed and haven't published yet are saying nobody has conversations anymore because they're hearting, emojiing, gifing, You know, which I I love to gif but. Me that's too. not a conversation not a conversation
1: it's it's a gifting is really good for inserting when you don't really have anything to say like um if there's an awkward thing to say about or if some I, you're yeah. just like here's a gif, and they go oh we get it we totally get it yeah but yeah. um i always like i always measure the level of awkwardness by the the, the amount of sweat <laughs> that accumulates on my upper lip and oh, when i can feel it getting to the level where it might just drip down i i'm like yeah i i have to pull out of this I gotta situation. go. i gotta go yeah
0: Okay. I love because, that. Um, a sweat-o-meter is what you need then to measure whether or not you're done with your conversation. Yeah. We're,
1: like, we're good. We're good. No, I, I love, I think, I think something that happens as we get older too, is we, the quality of our friendships and our relationships and, and mm-hmm. all that become so much more deep and meaningful and the, and the quantity becomes less, right? We, we, we get our group, we get we find our tribe. We yeah. kind of hone in on that. And it just, it's really fun. And the, the awkwardness kind of goes to the wayside. But when I have to meet new people, like when Madison was little, and she'd be like, my friend's parents want to meet you. It's like, oh, crap. No, that sounds like a nightmare so to r- me.
0: I think that would be the worst part of being a parent, is having to go meet other parents.
1: It's so, it's, yeah. It, they're, and, my, and my friend's like, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kooky. I'm a little bit wackadoodle at, at first. And then you go, oh, she's just that funny person or she just yeah. maybe she is a wackadoodle
0: whatever but. I mean you're very genuine you're very genuine and I think you know I know I know a girl in the UK she's an Irish woman and she loves cat- cats she's very young but she loves cats and she, everything she does is sort of like oh meow meow you and like <laughs> she's a it. professional in a big ass PR agency in London and she always says meow you and and she says meow meow woof woof and i all of her superior she's a brilliant PR person just it. like can lock and load like no tomorrow and she's Irish she's very tall she's like six feet tall and but she she has this and I think some of her um like her bosses were like hey you need to tone that down she's like meow okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not toning it down uh, she shouldn't have to tone it down I, would some people say she's quirky and weird and wackadoodle yeah but people like me think she's just unique and expresses herself the way she wants to. And that should be okay. That should be okay. I, I, I think it's, I, I think, think it's you, working. It's I getting think, there.
1: It's getting there. It's, it's getting normalized. there. I think
0: those people who don't, who like shave themselves down to fit in are mm. people that I, and mm. I am being judgy McJudgester right now.
1: Mm. No, I don't want to
0: hang it. I don't want to know those people, but that's mm. okay. Shave yourself, put yourself in a hole. That's fine. That's not me. I have to be, me. I'm not meowing, but you know, sometimes I want to. So <laughs> Hey, I sometimes well,
1: I love wish it. Wish there was a meow
0: noise. <laughs> I wish there was a meow noise in here. I'm gonna have to import one. Um before we're we I knew we were gonna be talking this long, but there were definitely two things I wanted to ask you. One was this social awkwardness blow up since COVID, which I definitely understand. But two, your very pointed comment about, hey, you're a comedian and that's not even as awkward as how you feel. So You're gonna have to tell us about this comedian thing that you're doing. So and yeah, yes, because we want to know. Everyone wants to know
1: about 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 comedy about how I got started.
0: Yeah, we want to know. I feel
1: like I want to bow. Just I'm bowing. Yeah, we're ready. Um, I always okay. So eighth grade, eighth grade, I was I was the awkward girl, and I got up. I have to preface this with this. I got up on stage and I did a comedy act by real events that happened in the school. There was this mirror that everyone would walk by and they would always have to stop in it and they pose or they do things. Oh my God. I love that. I love that.
0: There's another, (laughs) that's hilarious.
1: So I broke it down into different poses. And, um, I remember I ran into a guy 20, almost 20 years later, and he still remembered the stand-up comedy act. And he was like, and I was living in McCall at the time. He's like, I still remember that. And I was like, okay, I've always loved making people laugh. So 2018 came around and I'm I'm literally at that kind of you know if you listen to the 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 book by Oprah Winfrey um the path made clear she talks kind of about that you get that little voice and no joke I got on Instagram and I was like Boise's funniest tryouts tomorrow no joke I was like what and um, oh man I went that is a sign I cannot ignore that sign so yeah I went in. I was the very first person out of eighty people to go and try out. And holy moly! um, Yeah, I made the top twenty, and then I made the top ten, and then I was the finalist five. With I was only girl with a woman with four other men, and um, I felt it. It was that's probably like the the odds in comedy, right? One to five, like for one. Yeah. It is, and it's terrifying. It is the it is yeah. the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. It is really me. oh, it is horrifying to get up on stage and put yourself out there. Because <laughs> yeah. when they teach you in comedy, they say comedy is eighty five percent, um, you know, fib to fifteen percent truth. So you pull that, you stretch it. Well, oh. I'm up there going, honey, this is eighty five percent my life truth to fifteen percent pulling it. Like I don't have to fib. <laughs> this is really happening. I mean, you, no, who, who else is a mother who, ha- thank you. Um, <laughs> who else is in Ross and has their mom? Uh, so uh, Someone's cell phone went off and it was smack that by Akon. Do you guys remember that, soma- that song? <laughs> I, I, I remember that song, but Oh my God. Okay. Talk about way back machine. No joke. So Ross has very low, you know, rows. So I'm look. everyone's looking around like who's phone is is doing smack that by akon and you guys my <laughs> mom answered her phone she's like hello no that yes it was hers and her ex-husband's song so i oh my God. i i put it in the set you know just these things yeah. i i i anyway so that's that's how it started and then oh, I that's, started that's beautiful though yeah.
0: because it's real life though real life is part of you know that <laughs> distortion that you're that you're doing,
1: yes, it is. If we can't laugh about you know the events in our life, you know why not? Yeah, you know whatever. But yeah. anyway, so that's that's how it started, and so I've just, I mean, I I just went from there and started doing the smaller shows, and yeah, yeah, it's great. What was your What was
0: your Did you change your Did you change your like set a lot as things happened to you, or did you find like a cadence with something that worked the best? And was it like mom things or single woman things? Like what was what did you find resonated with people the most? Oh, or is it, it not just one thing?
1: It's actually all over. Sex does sell, for sure. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> talking about a subway next to an Adam and Eve, people really like that one. We won't dive into that oh. joke. but Oh, wait! You had a
0: subway sandwich shop next to an Adam and Eve sex shop? Yeah, yes. I yes. definitely would love to know about that joke.
1: Um, That one <laughs> you're going to have to come <laughs> yeah. to the show. Okay, uh, come to the show. It, it does change. It, it travels. I keep a log of just things that come up and and yes yeah, so it oh, kind of that's smart and you kind of have to read the audience like you walk into a maybe a bunch of you know moms you're not gonna you know you're gonna tone it down a little bit and then you walk in with a bunch yeah. of truckers you're gonna be like I'm gonna have to push the twins up and bring out the dirty <laughs> jokes I don't know you know you gotta have to read the room it's all yeah. about reading the room for sure so yeah yeah So you have to be an active,
0: active room reader and active listener. That's interesting. Truck stop versus a room full of
1: moms. 100%.
0: You know, speaking of moms, uh, like several years ago when I was in London, um, the one of the agencies I was helping to do some work for, they had the Jose Cuervo as a client and they were trying to change. They were getting like tequila sommeliers and it was, this was like 2010, 2009, 10, maybe. And They had done all this industry research and they were like, okay, we need to like remarket tequila because we don't want it to be like frat boys, like doing shots and passing out on a riding bull. And so they (laughs) done all this marketing research and it, it came back and it was, people were just, no, that can't be right. And it was basically saying that 89%, this is, nobody quote me on this, is not, college frat boys on a Friday night doing these tequila shots. It's moms in the suburbs making margaritas on Saturday. Like, doing their margaritas posting on where? Pinterest! Oh my gosh. Because Pinterest is like 89% you know, female users. And I thought that I was sitting in this room with these all men, of course. And they were like, no, that can't be true. Rah, rah, rah. I've got a penis and it can't be true. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, It makes so much sense, right? These ladies are out there on a Saturday night in the suburbs or in the city with their friends and they're making margaritas. They're taking pictures of these beautiful drinks, putting out beautiful food. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, Jose That's Cuervo, brilliant. not a sponsor of the show. Um please (laughs) rethink about that and so they did they were working on repackaging sort of you know how they talk to their audience which I think is really interesting because people always just assume one thing and then they get this research back in which they don't want to believe because data is a river of truth and and they're like yeah no that can't be right but it is right it is right that you know It's so true. There are more women drinking those drinks, taking pictures. This comes back to the social media thing of connecting to people and their world through Instagram or Snapchat or all these other places, selling a picture that maybe is not actually true of their lives. But this seems to be the way we do everything now. So, right. Well, and that's, and people love it. And
1: people love it. Yeah, they do. They do. And that's. They're drunk off it. it.
0: They're drunk off it.
1: They're drunk off it, and yeah, I love that. They're they're tequila drunk off of it, and um, <laughs> I it's something that I I have to also learn to evolve and to not be so yeah. staunch in my old ways too. Like oh what, but I have to be like okay, you know this is cool. This is a new way people are doing things, and. And it and learn from it and grow from it and then um and then I make my other my new list that I'm going to present to new people that I meet yeah they can your up.
0: your new talking yeah. points your talking points my list talking so points. what would be your word for 2023 I mean I think maybe you don't have a word so much as a talking points list maybe that's your thing for 2023 oh gosh do you have a word for 2023 someone s- asked me that actually a guest asked me that on my podcast the other day so. I'm, i stumbled I'm, a little i i,
1: I just it, this is gonna be i feel like this so uh, i get growth. i just get growth. i don't okay. hopefully it's not my waistline but i mean i just get growth. <laughs> and that's okay if it is too right because that's i i that's, i mean you're welcome it was a little know, late but that was that was <laughs> i appreciate that but gross. no i like that growth. i get growth. that's a good one i mean yeah. i don't i don't there's so many words that we could put in, but I also, that's another podcast, But expectations. I, I really work on <laughs> oh, yeah. no resolutions, no expectations. Yeah. I just kind of roll with it. Right.
0: Well, you really shouldn't, they say you shouldn't have expectations because like every, okay. Every day you should say, good morning from planet earth. I'm here. I've woken up and it's a reset, right? Every Ooh, love day you, you wake up is another yes. 24 hours to make it the way you want it to be. So these, you saving all this crap for like the last day of the year, 360, whatever days you're saving everything. And then the one day you're like, bye. And then you're going nice. to have new stuff. No, it makes no <laughs> sense. Like it's stupid. So I like this, um, good morning, welcome to another day on the planet and welcome, you have another 24 hours to use your talking points, to get what you want, to have your growth. But this discarding of things is it actually, we're so, dis- we love disposable things. Like we buy an, a very expensive iPhone, which pillages the environment with all the precious minerals. And the next year they get a new one. We're like, ooh, new one, bye. And we right. just toss it out the door. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't be tossing everything that we think is wrong with us and rather just growing from it and continuing to build on it each day I love that because yeah I just don't want to get I'm tired of getting to the end of the year and everyone's like oh I gotta make all these changes I'm like no you should be making changes during the course of the year not all <laughs> in one 24-hour period dummy
1: because that's how but but that's how we were programmed it's like oh that's year, how we are programmed stopped. But that's yeah. okay. That's okay. People, yeah, and there is an energetic sense of like we're going to totally. leave that in twenty twenty two. Reset twenty twenty one, right? Reset. Yeah. But, but yeah, I I love that. No, that's I think a I think, I think
0: a reset is brilliant. And I I you know Kyle and Will that you know you talk to on the show when you're doing the potato yes. drop. Uh, by the way, in Boise, Idaho, there's an interesting man who's created. We're going to interview him. His name is Dylan. Not today. And Andy knows him. She went to junior high with him. And he had this idea to take a gigantic potato, not a real potato. We do think it should be a real potato. And drop it at sort of the timing of the midnight hour because Idaho potatoes. And I really love this idea of celebrating the crop of a state. I But it's so quirky. I think that's also very Boise for you. Like, it's super quirky. It's a very artistic potato. I looked at the pictures that you sent me. It was very artistic. I do like Kyle's idea of having to be real so when it drops, you can have like a smashed potato and you can have paper plates and you can eat it. I think that sounds like a plan. But I do like the ceremony, like you said, of closing something out. And while you were doing that, you know, I had a bonfire in the back, which sounded like I was 20 minutes from Ukraine because of all... I'm in Texas, so all people shooting their guns up in the air. But we wrote down on little pieces of paper what we wanted to keep and what we wanted to bring in and what we wanted to get rid of and just threw them in the fire and burned them, which is I very ca- very cathartic. Yeah, actually, Absolutely. Kyle and Will were like, this feels really good. I'm like, I know it's weird. It's weird that it feels that good. I wish I was there. One- yeah. No, I wish you were there too. Wish. You- well, one day we'll have to do it. And I'm uh, definitely – want to come out another thing people don't know uh we could just keep talking all day which we won't but Boise also has a fantastic music festival called Tree Fort and um I think if you like music festivals which I do but I don't like them so much anymore because I'm older and I don't want to wade through urine and mud in boots (laughs) is that this is very civilized because it's in downtown Boise and each like venue or restaurant or little area gets converted into a stage so you can move around and still be civilized and have dinner and then sit at a place and listen to a band or go to a main stage. It's very nice.
1: It's almost and, like, could um, you call it, could you call it like even, I mean, well, we can't really, I don't know, but it's almost we like call a boutique. We want. It's like a boutique yeah. music like festival. That. It's kind of like, it's good. It's, like good bands
0: come yeah, there. Like really hollies. rubble bucket, good bands, like big name bands and, you know, the accommodations are really nice in Boise. You've got the mountains up there. You've got the river running through it. And um, I like being able to just walk around downtown and like, oh, there's a club. And you go in and hear like a New Water type cover band, have a drink, and then just walk around the corner to another thing on the corner. And I think it's a really great, I'm actually going to go out there during Tree Fort. So we're going to be broadcasting live from there with Andy whoop, whoop. and whoop, whoop, and one of our Meow. Former podcasters. Oh, I wish I had a meow. Meow. I just. Button, I uh, to. Harrison Berry. We're talking about Harrison Berry. Hello. We're calling everybody out in Boise right now. Nice. And Harrison, Andy, and I worked on a podcast called Culture Junkies, which was so good. Um, but yes. I think it'd be great to be live and bring you guys Tree Fort because, in addition to all the music, there's also the Science Hack Fort where they do a, lo- a science track. They have film fort right where they can show short films. Yes, you can have sc- your sc- film screened. Um, story fort right. They have a lot of authors. Yeah, yoga up it's fort. Pretty, it's
1: just
0: yeah. Yo- oh, yoga fort. That's right, yoga fort. That's in March, March twenty third. So we'll come back around on that, so you'll be able to hear Andy again. Um, and we're sort of out of time because, I mean, you know, we could just keep talking. I was going to ask you about inversion and
1: oh. this weather phenomenon no, yeah yeah i know i know it's 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 horrible so boise's like a yeah. little pocket you want to explain explain this to
0: people inversion
1: i'm i'm really not the scientist behind it but okay the, boise's a pocket we're like a little bowl and yeah. the inversion is all of that just let's just say people like to say it's it's kind of like the smog in california and it just settles and it's like this dense fog Yes, yeah. that just settles and it doesn't go away for sometimes long time, sometimes a couple of weeks. So
0: yeah, we just I know. got and I over say,
1: actually. A yeah, whole it's terrible week of it. Yeah, it was terrible. And that's you why I to, That's why.
0: Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you about it because last time I spoke to you, and we were planning for this. You said, "Oh, it's like dark as dark as like the end of the world is coming." And he, we're in this really bad inversion. I'm like, "Oh, we should explain inversion." And here's what I want to say as someone who's lived it for two years out there: It's like you know what? It rains a lot. And you just can't do anything, and the sky is permanently dark. That's how it is, except with like a fog that you could cut with a fork and knife. And it just sits everywhere and it makes it twice as cold. Like yes. lowers the temperature. It's heavy. And it's so depressing. It feels like apocalyptic end of world. I mean, if there's a forest fire at the same time, you have to like take an upper just for fear that you will like go crazy. (laughs) It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. Honestly, the first time it happened, I don't know you remember. I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? Are the zombies coming? This is terrible. I can't, I can't.
1: I know you. And if you go up a little higher, like you drive up to McCall, when you come down and literally all you see, it's like you're flying an airplane. It looks like just a sea of clouds. And you're like, I have to drive down and go into that. It's just, it's scary. You can't see through it. No, it's, we don't have
0: a, we we don't have a scientist that can come on and tell us about it, but you guys can use your heads, Google it instead of going to Instagram and find out what inversion is and don't come to Idaho when it's happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, you won't, you you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, if you can't handle this and you won't want to live in Oregon on the coast. And I said, I will take that chance. Yeah. Mountains or ocean,
0: mountains or ocean for you. What would you pick? Ocean. 100%. Okay. 100%. And how long does it take to get to the ocean there? Like a whole day? About eight and a half to nine hours. Oh please! I can drive that far in Texas and still be in Texas.
1: Isn't that that's amazing?
0: It's bonkers. It Texas is bonkers. was. Texas is big. It's ridiculously big.
1: It's huge. But that was probably one of my favorite drives: was Texas to Boise, going through Moab and everything. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> Moab is Moab is
0: absolutely beautiful. I did that drive myself this past summer. Oh, last summer, um, with my Gigi when she was little, and it was. I want to go back to Moab. It's very energetically healing. Like physically beautiful um i would love to do that we should have like a rendezvous and podcast from moab live Uh, from moab
1: let's do it let's Let's do it i would love that i will be there okay
0: well andy thank you so much for uh taking this time today on a saturday to call in and have this talk with us and i hope that you'll come back and i just so you guys know she doesn't know this but i would love for andy to co-host wouldn't we love for andy to co-host i mean
1: she's the voice is... is so funny yeah yeah. That's a big Yes.
0: I let's I'm do it. very
1: honored, Jennifer. Seriously, I'm very honored. I I just I'm really excited that you asked me to be on. This has been so much fun and oh, um, great.
0: That's, I, I love so your perspective you... and all the sharing. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. It's been so much fun. And I yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna wait to to see yeah, that on the calendar, to... the Moab. I'm ready.
0: Yeah, yeah let's do, do it. Let's do it in the spring. I'm gonna put okay. it in there and I will catch you on the flippy flip. Okay. And Thank you all for listening to Andy Trammell today on Tiny Little Victories, and we'll see you next week. Hey, welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andrea Trammell. And I just want to let you guys know that I have seen her perform live, and she's really funny. There's just a sort of deadpan, dry way that she delivers this comedy that works and i love the fact that she has pieces of her life in there i think that's the you know right though you know what they say write what you know so taking pieces of her life and blending them into a comedy routine is quite quite interesting and it's very entertaining so i really look forward to seeing some more uh some for new material and as she progresses in her world of comedy i one of the themes that keeps coming up for me maybe it doesn't come up for you One of the things that comes up for me is how amazing I'm doing with this podcasting with no production team. Yes. Yes. If I had some clapping, I'd probably add it. Oh wait, I do have clapping. Yes. Yes. I Uh, I had a lot of comments from people about how much they love the imperfection of the podcast. And I am so grateful for that because I have been thinking a lot about this perfection virus that people have. And I feel like it's really bad. It's really bad because I think it actually stops you. I can only speak for myself. It stops me from sometimes producing work, pieces of poetry, short stories, this podcast, uh, because I'm like, oh, it's not good enough. Are people gonna judge it? And And I think this comes from, for me, it stems from all the social media virus that we have and the idea that it has to look so perfect and the wine has to be in the middle of the table and everything has to be picture perfect. It's not picture perfect. Life is not picture perfect. Life is messy. It's beautifully messy. And I i am so happy to have a messy podcast. I have to tell you, like super happy. And I think we'll see some refinement along the way already with this Riverside FM, go Riverside. Um, but I, I really like it. And for me, it made me think about how much time we all spend on social media. Now I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I left Instagram about three years ago and my Beagle Henry died. And I am on Twitter for my journalistic work. But I feel so free so liberated from it all because I was seeing all these images of people and these picture-perfect lives. And then behind the curtain, you knew they weren't so picture-perfect. So I'm pretty sure that's not a good way to live, live one way in a dark corner and then project this different image on the outside. Those two personalities are going to clash at some point, which leads me to my next comment before I wrap up this podcast. And this is about iPhone and Android users. Yeah, I'm going all the way from comedy to this topic because I'm an Android user and I love it. I used to be an iPhone person, but I switched many years ago to, because at a Dutchman's recommendation, love it, would never go back. But here's one of my pet peeves. I'm texting a message to a friend who clearly is an iPhone user and I'm saying, oh, hello, how are you? Oh, I was thinking about you. So let's go to dinner on Thursday. So they will reply back in their little Apple world, with a heart emoji or a thumbs up emoji or a super flame emoji. That's their little world. But what I get as an Android user on my superior phone is the word liked or loved, depending on what emoji they used. And then the whole thing I said to them back to me in parentheses. Yeah. So it'll be loved. Let's go to dinner next week, and I'm like, please don't do that. You you, it doesn't mean anything to me. And I want you iPhone people to know that there are only one billion of you in this world, and there are three billion Android users. So you guys need to get on board with the way we communicate today, and that's not just sending a heart emoji. Use your letters. You have a lot of them to make a word and reply. Let's all try. To not use emojis as ways to communicate. Yeah, that's that's my PSA for today. Uh, Stay with us, hopefully, for the next episode of Tiny Little Victories. And please listen to us, share the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, and iHeartRadio. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on Tiny Little Victories.